Aliens. Aliens. Cryptids. Cryptids. Conspiracies. Conspiracies. Paranormal mysteries. Are there really things lurking in the shadows? Is it safe to go into the woods alone? Was that sound really just the wind? Prepare yourself to go in to deep. Welcome to the Into Deep podcast. My name is Justin Howell. And I'm Haley Hager. Are you? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you just you just didn't seem too sure about that. Well, I like, I'm I'm hate hate Haley Hacker. Well, I yeah. whereas I was like I'm Justin Howell. Yeah. See, I I okay. know who I am. Uh, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if I'm be honest, I really don't know who I am. Well, maybe we can do a little soul searching maybe another day. But uh, for <laughs> now, for now, actually. For now. We guess. We got, we got some juicy stuff to talk about. We got Skinwalker Ranch. You ever heard of Skinwalker Ranch? No, other than when you told me about it. Okay. Okay. What about like just like just Skinwalkers? I know what I know from TikTok. Okay. So my understanding is that Skinwalkers uh, it's it's a it's a Native American thing. It, it originated oh. from them. Um, and it's like they're just, they're shapeshifters. Yeah, that that's basically all I got. Is yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know about the Native American thing, but I got yeah, that they, they were like they, it yeah. completely originates from Native American folklore. Um, now, I don't know if it's like a person that can shape shift, or if it's just like if if the Skinwalker is like its own sort of like I thought entity. I thought it was like its own entity that like could shape shift into people, and like that's how like you get like the the people stories of them like seeing themselves. Oh yeah. Okay, that. That would make sense. That's that's what I heard on TikTok. Well, I should get y- off of TikTok. Y- you should probably get off TikTok. <laughs> TikTok's not good. That's a that's that's Chinese spyware. You know, don't you know? Oh, don't say that. Oh, you know the what? The government's gonna get the onto go- us. Government, government. Yeah, I- if if the government doesn't get onto us for talking about Skinwalker Ranch already. I don't. But but Skinwalker Ranch. Um, it was it was built on. It's in the Uinta Basin area of Utah. Utah, that still Utah. exists. What do you mean? Isn't that like like the a like state the state in the United well, States? Yeah, yeah, but isn't like like the like baby Ohio basically like where everybody hates it there and like nobody likes Utah and forgets that Utah exists kind of thing? I've never heard of that. Oh, but isn't isn't it like the <laughs> like the thing where like the all the middle states like everybody like all the middle states are just like sell it to Canada or something? Like everybody hates the middle I've states. I've never heard that about like, Utah. Like Ohio. Utah. What what else is in the middle? Idaho. Well, no, I, the the good potatoes come from Idaho. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll go yeah, with like uh, Montana. Potatoes. Montana. So, yeah, like like the whole like center of the United States, like besides Texas, and like Arizona. Nobody likes the middle of the United States. Like that that is like you've never heard those jokes. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, from what I've read about what happens at Skinwalker Ranch, <laughs> I can probably guess why. I I mean yeah I guess. You well oh maybe maybe it's because the Indians cursed it. Yes, because the Navajo, the whenever they the Western settlers were coming in and they were pushing the the Navajo out of their homes, they cursed the land, and people tie that back to this whole Skinwalker Ranch thing, and like that's the reason that these things are happening. 
these things being um like just it's it's a paranormal hotspot all around, um, and then lots of UFO stuff, like lots. And I lots I like of, aliens. Yeah, so so I've heard. But um, so the, okay, the property itself is around five hundred acres. So th- this is a pretty big place. A decent sized ranch. Yeah, decent sized ranch. Um, and now it has two homesteads on it. Um. One homestead is the first house of the Myers family, which is the family that originally lived there. Um, back in, I think, that I heard some different dates whenever I was doing my research on it, but I think 1934 through 1994 is whenever Myers family owned the ranch. Um, and they, they built two houses. because Now, the first house they lived in... Um, just way too much like paranormal activity and really dark stuff going on. Specifically, what I'm not sure. The only um, thing that I can um really tie that back to is um they had they had one notable experience there, and that was um I can't remember the year. I think it was '48. It, it, it was sometime in the '40s. Um, the Myers family was experiencing a, a snowstorm. Um, and and now they, this is a big ranch. They they don't live now where the homestead is on the ranch. They don't live next to the road. They live very far, like within the confines of this ranch. So nobody's just gonna wander on, right? I, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's that's what you would assume. That's what you would assume, I mean, especially in a snowstorm. But this guy, so they get a knock at the door, um, and they're all thinking like. Who, who who could this be? What kind of Jack Frost guy just goes in to like exactly. some random property in the middle of a snowstorm to knock on somebody's door? And so um, he opens the door, and there's a guy there, and he, he's like he's in all black. He's like he's in a like trench coat. He's got a hat on. He says he's with the sheriff's department. Um, to which. This Myers guy, he he, he just he kind of just doesn't think much of. It. He's like, okay, well, um, you know, we're good. We don't need anything. And the guy, he he he's you know, he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna head on. And then um, he he turns around. He goes back into the storm. And then he goes back inside. And and his his wife is kind of like, oh, well, why didn't you invite him in for coffee or you know or something like that. Um, and so, you know, he's like, oh, okay, well, I better go back out there and see if I can catch up to him. And he goes out there, and he, he can see this guy. He, he can barely see him. He can make out the silhouette um, in the snowstorm. But so he's, he's calling to him, and, and then he, he vanishes. Like he he's gone. Like 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 vanishes into like the snowstorm kind of thing, or like 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 like, like poof like. Hmm. I mean, I guess you could say he vanished into the snowstorm, but well, I mean, like, well, like, like, he, like, no, what, his, what I his mean tracks is like stopped. His tracks stopped. Oh, like, like oh, they, okay. he, he saw the tracks. Miss Myers guy, he saw the tracks, and, and they stopped. Oh, see, I, I, like, when there you, were no more tracks. Like when you like, say like he vanished in like the middle of the snowstorm, I'm thinking like in the movies where they have like those blizzards and like you look and then suddenly the person's gone, but like it goes with the snowstorm. Yeah, yeah. If that if that makes sense, like the transitions. Like that's what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking just like, bam, gone. No, he he was gone. Gone with the wind. He was gone, but so that was the first home where all this paranormal activity and stuff. And then they built another house, which is where 
everywhere everyone after them would would stay in in this new house um but so okay so the families that lived there there is the Myers family that we were just talking about they lived there from 1934 approximately and um to 1994 now they didn't live there until 1994 because um i guess they they had had enough of this place at some point and so Seven years before uh, the Sherman family would move in, which would be the next family, um, they they left that ranch and but they they still owned it, but they did not want to live there. So anymore. like they just like abandoned it. They, they so abandoned it. Yes. Oh, well that's worse. So um, so Myers family, 1934, 1994, uh, the Sherman family, 1994 to 1996, uh, Robert Bigelow, which is a billionaire. Um, he, he bought the ranch in 1996 from the Shermans, and he had that until 2016. And in 2016 to now is this Brandon uh, Fugal guy. He's like a he's a he owns like a real estate tycoon. I'm not even sure if he really cares about the the ranch at all. But at that all in due time, I'll, I'll get to that. So the first thing that we need to talk about is uh, the Sherman family. So they mo- like I said, they moved onto the property in 1994, and they wanted to raise cattle. They they were cattle farmers, is what they were, and they wanted to you know raise their children as well. And um, whenever they moved in, like I said before, this ranch had been unoccupied for about seven years. And the first thing they notice whenever they go into the house is that there are padlocks on the doors, inside and out, like. Who, who so, does that? So did like the the what what was the name of the first people? Myers. Myers. The Myers family was the first occupant. So so did they like lock it all up before they leave? Has that been like confirmed or like because mm. I mean like okay so if I you're having like, like paranormal activity at a place right yeah and you're like deathly scared and you want to keep whatever's there there and not follow you, I would padlock the doors inside and out. I mean if I'm being honest with you because like I mean the few paranormal events. I've experienced. I just broke the chair. Anyways, uh, a few paranormal experiences that I experienced in my life. Uh, you, you don't want it to follow you because, like, th- they get attached to you and they they mm-hmm. want to follow you. So, like, I mean, if it's like, say, the fifties when they decide to leave or whatever, and that stuff's not really popular, you don't have paranormal investigators because everybody just thinks you're crazy and they're gonna lock you up in a nut house. Yeah, I would padlock everything and run. Right. Right, and that that's understandable, but that okay. So that's not the only thing they found. Not not just those bolted doors, um, but there was also chains with collars on the end of them bolted into each end of the house, like like for for like guard dogs. So they they were really set on keeping something out. Like stuff was going or, on there, or they're trying to keep it in. In, I just don't think so. Uh, I mean, okay, what, but think. What, but I no, mean, no, no, no. But th- this is the house that they lived in. Well, so why would they want to keep that stuff in? I, well, I mean, okay, but like when they leave, when they left, uh, you want to keep it in. If it, because if it leaves, it can follow you, or it can go harm somebody else. So I mean, I would rather keep a spirit locked in a building where I know where it is and I know it's stuck there. Than, than have it be on the loose to go torture somebody else or whatever. I mean, maybe. But, I mean, keeping something out 
while living there is a logical approach. But not everybody thinks logically. Sometimes you got to think outside the box. This is true. This is true. So you didn't look at it that way when you were no, reading this. No, you didn't I, look I didn't. at like they're trying to keep something in. I didn't because I, 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 I still, I still don't think that they were trying to keep something. Well, okay, but think about this: it's the Myers family, right? So there's more than two of them. I think, I think there was like three or four. What if one of them was like possessed or crazy, and they're trying to keep them in? Uh, I mean, you see, you, I, I mean, there's, there's possibilities here. Yeah, I mean, one I, of I guess them it's was possible. the Skinwalker. But no, <laughs> no, 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 no. See, all the stuff that happened wasn't really like that, though. I mean, they they had like some paranormal stuff going on, yeah. But I think the majority of it was like extraterrestrial related. Oh, big word, big yeah. word. But but not all of it. Not not now some of it, Skinwalker stuff. Yeah, like this next part. That I'll tell you about. <laughs> um, so actually, the first day that they moved in, they were Wait, unloading. Okay, we're on, we're on the Sherman family now. The, the Sherman family. Okay. Yes. So the Sherman family—they're the one that found the padlocks on the doors, the chains bulging the walls. Yeah, yeah. So the first day that they moved in, they um, were unloading cattle um, into their their pasture, and then all of a sudden, a wolf. Like, you know, comes up from the tree line. And now, so the people there right now are the Shermans, um, but also uh, Terry's father is there as well, like, just helping them. So so the whole Sherman family are looking at this wolf slowly approach them. And the closer that it gets, they're, they're kind of thinking, like, wow, that's a big wolf. And then it gets closer and it's like, that is a big wolf. And now... Terry and um and his father, they're both like around like six feet tall. That wolf was like chest height to them. Like th- th- this was a big. Well, wolf. I mean, wolves are like big dogs, anyways. I mean, like have I mean, like huskies are like a smaller wolf. So. So I don't think you heard the part where I said that it was like chest height. <laughs> well, I mean, it could have just been like a genetically mutated wolf. Well, people, uh, some people say like they're dire wolves, that 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 somehow did not go extinct. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. I forgot about that. That is a thing. The, so the big, that, big wolves. And you see, that could be what it is, but but the story gets weirder. Okay, so this wolf was acting like like it was like domesticated, kind of. Because um, it was letting the kids pet it, and it was like rubbing up against everybody. Um, but a calf from the fence, it, it got a little curious. And it stuck its head through the fence. And it was like like flipping a switch with that wolf. Cause that wolf like just it, it went like it went crazy. It it went right over to that calf and it clamped down on that calf's neck and it would not let go. Uh Terry, um, and his father, um, they, they started beating on it, um, and it it would not let go. It would not let go. And so Terry's but it wasn't it wasn't like acting like a normal dog would like like because like you know when dogs get a hold of their toys and they like kind of grab it and then just like throw their head around no, it and we're like thrashing no, it, it was it, just it holding was, it was just it? holding on to it so yeah. it wasn't even trying to like kill it it was just holding it I I, I I think so yes that's weird and then Terry told his son he's like go in the truck and get my my magnum um 
357 Magnum, which if if you don't know, that's that's a very like high caliber revolver. I know I know one type of gun. Okay. <laughs> I I mean I know the which types is? of gum gu- gums. Yeah, I know the types of gums. Um, there's pink, and there's blue. Uh, uh, but but the type of guns, what which was what I meant to say. Um, I mean I know like I know like the pistols, the rifles, the shotguns. But I don't like know like the specific like twenty two caliber whatever. Okay. So, but three fifty seven like this. If if you shoot someone with a three fifty seven, like it, like they are not going to get up. Like they 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 they're done. They're done if you shoot someone three fifty seven. Yeah. Um. So like I said, very high caliber round. Um. Like people like take three fifty seven magnums with them bear hunting. Ooh. So that like, would hurt. Like, n- n- not to actually um, hunt with, but, like, you know, for, like, self-defense uh, if, if the bear decides to charge it. So they shot this thing with a three fifty seven Magnum, and it didn't care. Uh, it, 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 was it, it felt nothing. Was it bleeding? No. There was, like, no signs of, like, like wounds or anything? Like, like bullet no. holes? Mm-mm. No, not one bit. It, it was just, like, like, the bullets bounced off of it? No, it, the, the bullets went through the wolf. Um, but they they didn't have any effect. Like the, the wolf was completely unfazed. And but okay, 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 okay. But the calf was acting like something was grabbing it, and everybody. No, yes, completely. Yeah. And was the calf like bleeding? I I, I can only assume. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I'm trying to like, cause like ghost wolf. Hello, everybody's imagining this wolf is no, no, like no, no, really listen, there. Listen, listen, listen. I'm I, I'm about to tell you why this is not a ghost wolf. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So. He fires another round into it, and again, like nothing. Like th- th- this wolf doesn't care. And he fired a third round into that wolf, and he finally, like he he slowly like let go. He like unclamped his jaws, and he started like backing away. He he backed away about ten feet, and and still like, the wolf wasn't bleeding. It suffered no wounds. It was kind of just like looking back at them, like with this this gaze. Like th- this uncaring gaze, like it, it, it didn't care. It was, it was almost confused, like why, why they were like trying to hurt it or, or something. And Terry, Terry fired again, and and the wolf backed up again. And okay, so at, at this point, this wolf is about like maybe like forty feet away. So it, it, it's pretty far away. And again, with that that stare, it's just staring back at him. And so then so it's Terry, like its feelings are hurt. It's like, why would you do this to me? I thought we were friends. It's something like that. But uh, <laughs> I mean, but uh, then Terry, Terry asked his son to go in the house and get his thirty out six rifle, which again, thirty out six, that's like a, a kind of a standard hunting round, um, and it, it, it's a rifle. So, but so Terry got this rifle, and he shot the wolf again. And he only responded to that by backing up a couple feet. And then the final shot that Terry shot at this wolf, a ch- he, he could see a chunk of flesh finally, like, flew off. But the wolf, like, he, he kind of just, like, that, that chunk of flesh flew off the wolf, but he, he kind of just didn't care. Like, it, uh, again, like, looking back at him with, like, this blank gaze... 
And eventually the wolf turned around and just went back the way it came. And they they followed the wolf, uh, Terry and his son. They tracked it, um, and they came to a, a dried up riverbed where the tracks, they just stopped. Like, they they just didn't go any further. They, ghost wolf, I'm telling you. But if it was a ghost wolf, how would it, how, how, why would a chunk of flesh have flown off? The capabilities of the human mind's imagination is l- unlimited. Okay, well, as Terry was walking back, he picked up that chunk of flesh, and he remarked about how it was it was really rotten. Like, it didn't seem Zombie fresh at all. Zombie wolf. No. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> That's what you just said, though. Basically, you were like, his flesh was rotten. There you go, zombie wolf. That's why it disappeared. It disappeared into the ground, back where it belongs. Well, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so. I think there's something more unnatural going on here. Even more unnatural than a zombie wolf. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much more unnatural can you get with that? So... Gwen, his wife, over the course of the next few weeks, like, she would come home after, like, grocery shopping. She would, like, put all the groceries up on the cabinets and stuff like that. And then she would, like, walk into the next room, and she'd come back. And all the groceries were, like, put back up onto the – or put back into the bags. Like, almost Uh, as if, like, she didn't, like, do anything. So this happened, like, multiple times, or was this, like – It it was kind of like a a regular occurrence. And then also, like, she would go to, like, take a shower, and she would take the the towel with her and her her hairbrush. And and she would would lock the door to the bathroom, and now she would have her towel and her hairbrush sitting in the bathroom. And she would step out of the shower. Her towel and her hairbrush are not there. And there, in like later, she would find it in some random location in the house. Alzheimer's, dementia. Logical explanation to that. She just has brain problems. Yeah, but this is Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> I mean, so so. Okay, but like I do that all the time. I grab a towel and I go to my bathroom and then I take a shower and then I get out and wow, I forgot my towel. Uh, okay, yeah, but you don't live on Skinwalker Ranch, though. But, oh, but, my. But, 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 but you don't live on Skinwalker I'm Ranch. I'm sure you've done it before. You grabbed something, went to go do something, and then turned around to need, finally need that something, and then you're like, oh, I forgot it. And then you go looking for it, and then you forget where you put it in the first place or where you even grabbed it from. No, And never. then an hour later, you're like, oh, wow, that's where it was this whole time. Actually, that's never happened to me before. That happens to me all the time. I have very big brain Dory memory. 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 Memory? Memory. Memory. I have Dory brain. Well, this this happened with Terry, too. So Terry was he, – he was, he was using some post hole diggers um, in the pasture. He was trying to, like, fix a fence or, or something. And he, he set him down for one minute to, like, do something. And then he, he looked over to um, – to like to reach for him again, and they weren't there. And so then he he walked into the house and he he asked 
um, Gwen and his two kids, like, have y'all done anything with my post hole diggers? Or like, have have y'all seen them or or anything? And the, they they said no. We we've been in the house all evening. The 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 post hole diggers. They're they're like the um. It's oh like the, the, the two like pieces the sh- of the, the shovels. It, that it's are like it's together. basically yeah yeah like two shovel shovels that are together. And a shovel and a like what what's what's the pliers like a shovel and a plier had a baby. Yes, that's like pretty much exactly what right. It is. Okay, yeah. I'm just making sure that I I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so he they they all went out and searched for it. They couldn't find it, and they looked up in a tree, or I'm I'm sorry, no, like a couple of weeks had gone past. And Terry was roaming the property in like somewhere on like way on the east side, like he looked up in a tree. And then they were hanging in a tree. Wait, but those are like really heavy. Like they you can't are. just like throw those into a tree. Well, I mean, I mean, unless you're like, oh, unless you're Justin, of course. Justin of course, could throw of those course. into a tree. Yeah. 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 Of course. But the thing is, is that Terry would remember if he did that, and also, why would he do that? Uh, maybe Terry was wildin'. You know, he had a couple drinks. Uh, I know. No, no, I don't think so. You see, not on Skinwalker Ranch, really. Oh, uh, um, there's no alcohol allowed on Skinwalker Ranch. Mm, well, because then you might see more things. Y- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, it, things out of the ordinary that are already out of the ordinary. I was about to say this is all out of the ordinary. Um, and then sometime before that happened, Terry's uh, nephew came to stay with them. Um, they they were just visiting. Um, I guess it was like a like a oh the cousin's coming over for a summer you know type type deal. Um, well he took um his nephew on a tour of the property and his his son decided to tag along, and they saw um on a fence line and it, like it, it was getting pretty dark. Um, but they they saw that there was some lights like traveling along a fence line. And a- at first he thought. Um, you know, somebody may have gotten lost. Um, maybe the, the, their headlights. But then he he kind of thought about it. And he's like, no, you know what? I, I've I've seen lights like that before. There's probably people like illegally hunting like on on the land is what he initially thought. Um. And so he decided to approach the lights, and the closer he got, he he kind of thought like. You know, it's really weird that I'm not hearing an engine sound or, or anything. And so then the uh, the lights, they just ascended, and they, like, they lifted off the ground. And Wait, they, okay, they just you shot said off ascended or descended? Ascended. Okay. They, like, they, it kind of sounded like you said descended, and, I, and then you said lift off the ground. I was like, those are two very different things. No, 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 no. Ascended. 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 And they, they lifted off the ground, and they just, like, they shot off into the night sky. And they were gone. And, and we're talking like like orbs of light. So I told you about the orbs of light before. Yeah. But these these lights and these orbs of lights, they're actually two different things. Two different things. Uh, yeah, I, I did a little more researching, and they're actually two different things. But these lights, the lights, like the, the ones that he, that he I just told you about, they would become more frequent as Terry would start to bring more of his cattle on the land. So like that that's weird. So they, they so like the correlation between those two events. The paranormal activity was happening more with more cows. Well, well maybe not paranormal, maybe not but like, like, like extraterrestrial these lights. Things. The, these lights specifically. 
So nothing else would like increase in like the amount of it happening. It was just the lights that would increase. As far as the cows coming on? Yeah. I think now the orbs wouldn't come till later, but I think the orbs also were kind of like attractive to the cattle as well. So what I'm hearing is don't have cows. No. Uh, Not at Skinwalker uh, Ranch. Well, cows apparently attract weird orbs of light that will stalk you, so I think I'm good. I don't want light stalking me. Well, not these lights. <laughs> that's, that's for certain. Because, well, I haven't gotten to the part where I can get to that yet, but my my favorite Skinwalker Ranch story is coming up. Okay, with, uh, the, w- with the orbs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, continue. I am interrupting you. But these um the the cows would like they would just start like disappearing and stuff. And and Whoa, now, how does a cow just disappear? I don't know. Because it's a cow, it's a large animal. Yeah. So like how does it just How do disappear? you lose a cow? Well, lots of cows get lost at Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> Let me just tell you. <laughs> the air quotes. Let me just Air quotes. Air quote lost. lost. But during the winter, uh, Terry was out on a horseback, and he was like, he was going to retrieve a lost cow, um, and he was following the tracks in the snow. Um, and he noticed that just the way the tracks were arranged, that this cow was running. And now all this is happening during a snowstorm, which like, w- why would a cow be like running in a snowstorm? Like the, the snowstorm is already going to be slowing the cow down. So like, why 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 is it like what's it running away well, from? Well, cows are pretty um not intelligent uh, that is at least to my understanding that they're not super intelligent so well he he followed these tracks for some time until he got to like a clearing and just like the wolf he would follow the tracks and then the tracks would stop like they they'd be gone like there, there, there's no more tracks after that it, it doesn't taper off it's just there's tracks and then there's no tracks so from a cow from a cow and now oh, which oh, is oh, very oh. heavy so they're gonna leave Listen, tracks i can explain this can, so the can lights you? yes so the lights right you got the lights following the cows those were placed and you said aliens happened on this ranch so i'm gonna say those were placed by aliens to follow the cows right because you've seen like the alien movie posters where like they're abducting i the actually cows. did not think about that see Th- think about that they're, like so the orbs right are like the orbs and the lights maybe they're like some sort of like surveillance device yeah yeah like some kind of surveillance alien technology or whatever and they're like watching to see how many cows there are and they're like okay he has uh just a random number 200 cows he's not going to notice one cow missing so being as discreet as possible they're luring this cow out in the middle of a snowstorm right because what normal human is going to go out in the middle of a snowstorm right and then abduct the cow that's why the tracks abruptly stop that's why he's missing cows because they're thinking, oh, he's not gonna notice. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, and th- that actually makes sense. What? Um, you actually agree with me for once? Yeah. Actually, um, I take that statement. Back. Oh my god, no, I shouldn't have kidding. said anything. But now that incident would happen four other times. So if if what you're saying actually did happen, so th- these aliens are coming in and they're. They're well like they're just, they keep taking cattle. Well, maybe why. they don't. Maybe they don't have cows, and they're like trying to study cows and understand like what they are, and like because like don't cows have like four stomachs? Oh yeah, they they, so they are. Mean, like they're that, they're kind of weird. Yeah, they've got like one to digest grass, or like they all I don't know. 
I don't know cows. Well, neither do I. I'm, I'm not. I'm also <laughs> not a cow expert. But Terry wanted to see like what was happening to his cows, so like he started doing like these stakeouts, where he would like he would just <laughs> cows and stakeouts. Oh my god. <laughs> that that's funny. You gotta admit. You gotta admit. I I will not. I will. Not, I have no comment on that. But he he started doing these stakeouts. <laughs> These stakeouts at like random locations on the ranch, but like one early morning, um, he was about to go. He was about to turn back and just go home, cause I, I, after another uneventful uh, stakeout, um, but out of the corner of his eye, he saw a large black mass just hovering above the field. Yeah, yeah. See, I told you, aliens, and. There was like these colorful lights, like just like shining down from the, this craft. Oh my gosh! Um, I literally told you. And and Terry, like he he hunkered down, and he he started to just observe. And for about fifteen minutes, it was just hovering. It would go one direction, and then it would like just hover back the other direction. It was and it was silent. It made no noise whatsoever. Um. Well, Terry, you know, he was kind of getting a little uncomfortable, so he kind he kind of shifted a little bit. And you know how, like, um, if, if you haven't moved in a while, then like your joints will like pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so that happened, and you you know how quiet that is. I mean, it's it's not a very loud sound. No, I mean, I mean, unless you're like really skinny, then it's then it's loud. But assuming Terry is your average old man, it's gonna be a pretty quiet sound. Well, somehow this craft. Heard that because the second that sound came from his body, the lights are off. Oh. And then it stopped. So they just like did not, they were like, they didn't realize he was out there. Mm-mm. No. Oh, the aliens got caught. And then the craft um, turned north and it just silently hovered away. Like slowly or was it like, like off? Like like how they do in the movies? I think. I think it was kind of just, just, just slowly, not, not, not like a, not like a, it's gone. You so, know. and we're talking like he saw the craft, or he just saw the shadow of the craft. I think he just saw like the shadow, like, like the, is it the, the silhouette. It, yeah. It is okay, nighttime. so yeah, it's nighttime. So he's, he's not gonna, he's gonna see like, yeah, just the silhouette. So that's now, scary. All that was just in 1994, and so we move into the next year, 1995, and this is when the cattle mutilations start. Mutilations. Cattle mutilations. Oh so boy. different parts of the body would just be missing and and here's the thing is that they would appear not to be like torn apart, torn to shreds, but precisely and like surgically removed. And like eyeballs and internal organs would appear to like be like carefully taken out of the body. And and the strangest thing is of all is that on these bodies not an ounce of blood was found. Not, but, not a but drop. But the cows were dead. Obviously. <laughs> well, no, because it would have been funnier. Well, not funnier, but it would have been like, creepier if you had been like, yeah, so these cows are like, missing legs and eyeballs, but they're still wandering around doing cow stuff. Ooh. Like, see, that's yeah, yeah, weird. yeah, that would be weird and creepy. But, but like, I, I, I like it better that they they died. Of course. Of course. Uh, it also <laughs> makes more sense. I mean, I mean, yeah, but. <laughs> so, in 1995, like, these lights, they would. That the number of lights would become just a, a, a normal occurrence. They'd see the lights almost every night. And the family started seeing black figures that would that would peer into the house through the windows 
and and they'd even sometimes like make their way inside and like they would stand at the ends of their beds which now that i think about it i'm not sure if that's not just like just like their minds playing with them well, from I mean, the already strange occurring things. Yeah, I was like about to night say terrors like that could totally be a night terror or sleep paralysis because like you know people yeah. joke about their sleep paralysis demons like that's very real. Yeah, that, I mean, and so I it's just the mind. I almost want to say that that's probably all that is. It's just yeah. a sleep paralysis type deal. I mean, yeah, I would rarely get any sleep if I knew aliens were taking my cows. Exactly, and then also strange like noises like would come from like the ground. But, like, these noises, they, they would, like, it was it's almost like machinery, like, going on. But they'd be in the ground. That could also be a trick of the mind. Because, I mean, think about it. They're believing that these aliens are here and these and there's, like, these crafts and stuff like that. But, you know, a- aliens are supposed to have, like, really good technology. So, like, you know, you, when you're thinking about it too much, you're going to be like, oh, I hear the craft outside. Or, oh, the craft's rumbling the ground or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're thinking about it too much, like how I did when I, earlier when I thought I was gonna die. Right, right, right. I exactly. didn't share so the story in the podcast, so everybody else is gonna be confused. Of course, of course. But like, no, <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying. How like sometimes your mind makes you see what you not necessarily want to see, but like what you expect to see. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely what you expect to see kind of situation. And then also, so. This would probably be like the same thing, but like they would also hear like voices like coming from like above their heads. Like they, they just be like walking around outside, and then all of a sudden you'd be like, like, like right above. Oh, them, I do not like the yeah. way you did that. My headphones did not. Uh. So all that as well as Bigfoot sightings. Um, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Big, e- even Bigfoot was here. Like this is a this is a supernatural party going on right now. And then also there was multiple accounts of like these of uh, hyena like creatures. Hyenas in hyena. Utah. Hi, hi, no, no, no. hyena like creatures. They're not hyenas. They're hyena like. Oh, okay. And <laughs> they're attacking <laughs> yeah, the yeah, cattle. Yeah, okay, but how how do you like what makes it not a hyena? I don't know. I'm gonna Google if hyenas live in Utah. Hyenas most definitely do not live in Utah. <laughs> That's an Africa special right there. Five wild animals you may not know, bo- uh, may not, bo- uh, may not know live in Utah. Yeah, let's let's learn about the five wild animals that live in Utah. Just scroll through them real quick. Snipes, so uh, flying squirrels, p- pikas, river otters, uh, roadrunners. No hyenas. No hyenas. What do you know? Bam. So they ran from Africa. Wait, is that where hyenas are from? Yes, yes, hyenas are from Africa. Oh, okay, so they ran across the ocean, whatever ocean that is. No. No? No, 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 because these are not hyenas. They're hyena-like creatures. They ain't hyenas. They're, they're <laughs> something, all right? They're something, did but they, they ain't Did they hyenas. break out in song because a lion was leading them? They actually did not. So, um, anyway, <laughs> the cattle... <laughs> The cattle would like gather in group. Oh, oh, this is, this is weird. Oh, so these okay. cattle, they would, gr- they would gather in like a group, and so like th- they'd all be huddled together, right? They would like part, and like make way for something. But nothing was there. No- nothing was like walking through. And and also they would like the the family would like report like, 
seeing like footprints or not footprints, but like water being displaced almost as if like someone invisible was like standing in it. So like if it was raining, there'd be like a portion where like the rain was hitting something, but it wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, kind of like thing? that. Now, now that specific instance didn't happen, but, but yes, like, like, like the that. idea. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. That. Which that's weird. Th- that is that's very that's weird. That's creepy. And and now these orange lights in the sky um, would start showing up. And now these are different from the other lights, and they're not really lights; they're portals. Portals, yeah. Okay, no, now you're just going no, too listen, far. No, listen, I, listen. I, so no. the first encounter I, I that Terry had you. with these portals, Terry was cleaning his rifle on the porch one night, and and he he saw a bright orange light in the sky, and obviously he's cleaning his rifle, so he has a scope on him. So he he looks through his scope, and he looks into the that that light, and he notices he sees clouds and like sky on the other side, and now the sun has set by this point. Okay. And he sees clouds, and he sees that black craft go in, and then it shuts. Okay, so, listen, I feel like all of this has been taken out from movies, okay? So you've got, like, your... (laughs) Don't give me that face. You've got those, like, alien movies, right? And then when we talk about... Listen, I'm just reporting the facts No, 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 listen, listen, listen. When you started talking about portals... All I could think about was Chicken Little. Whether the sky is falling. It. The sky is falling. Because you said he looked through and he saw the sky. I don't even know if I believe it. I'm just saying. And it's an orange, like saw. from the video game portal. You know what? M- maybe you need to take it up with Terry. Maybe you need to talk to Terry Sherman and be like, hey, man, I, I don't really believe you. He should probably go get help. Well, like, considering that he actually went through all this, I, I, I think I think health or help would be, <laughs> <laughs> would be a good. Uh, avenue to go down um and th- that's not the only time that that would happen uh because that stuff would like kind of become not an not a regular occurrence but like th- they they'd had he, he saw that happen more than once a craft entering or exiting a portal in the sky but it was always orange it was always orange there's never a blue one no, orange okay, orange okay I, I know but and like now listen listen I'm this ju- is the I'm part just asking this is the part this is the part we're getting ready for. Okay. So, small orbs of light began appearing on the ranch, and they were about the size of like a, a tennis ball. Like, not the, the, they're not very big, and they were red, and and they would. Um, so now the devil's here. They would, they would just fly around, and they, they were really fast, and they would harass the livestock. They would like, they would just like buzz around them and like like scare them into all different directions and stuff, and. Then, larger, bright blue orbs would occasionally appear. I feel like this is also from a video game. And these, oh my gosh, (laughs) shut up. (laughs) These orbs would would instill fear and anxiety to anyone that got close to them. Okay? And now, this this is the story I was telling you about earlier. Terry was sitting on his porch one night with his dogs, and one of these blue orbs, they come out of the tree line, and Terry, he gets this sense of anxiety, fear, dread, and and then he, he like, without even thinking about it, he, he's kind of just like, um, 
well, I'll just set the dogs on them. And the, the, the dogs are already, like, they don't like this thing. They're already barking at it, and they're growling at it. And so he, he lets the dogs loose on them. Um, and, and so those dogs, they go chasing that orb into the forest. Um, and, you know, for a second, Terry's like, Terry's like, you know, kind of like thinking like, you know, I won, you know, something like I, I won the small victory against this, this thing that has been kind of like terrorizing me. But then he heard whimpering and yelping coming from the woods and he was way too scared to go into the woods and try and find his dogs because that that effect that that orb still had on him like it, it was still kind of in him and so he just decided to wait till morning and when morning did come him and his son went out to go and try and find the dogs um in that area where that they were um they didn't find the dogs but they found three piles of burned flesh how many dogs were there three I feel like every story ends in some kind of dog being hurt in some kind of way. Why do they do this to dogs? I they, don't know. They are the most perfect little animals in the whole world. They're so sweet. And then they just die for no reason. Well, and that I blame was aliens. That was the last well, duh. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Who who really does know? I'll tell you nobody. Nobody knows. I mean, Nobody's figured it out yet. This is just a conspiracy. This isn't right. Th- this this isn't factual. I have to tell myself that, or else I'll have nightmares tonight. So, <laughs> God only only God knows what's going on there. <laughs> Honestly, I, God can't even save him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but that that was the last straw for this family. Uh, of course it was. I that I would have drawn my last straw many 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 months ago. Not to mention not to mention that, but um they were also going into bankruptcy because these cows kept going missing and like that these cows were their livelihoods. Like they they lived off these cows. Um and they just they kept going missing and they each cow missing was a lot of money lost. So they they were on the verge of bankruptcy. Uh, Gwen lost her job. The kids were not doing good in school. Um, probably because they could not get any sleep. And the whole family ended up resorting, like, uh, before before the end of it all, they ended up all sleeping in the same room because they were just absolutely terrified by everything that was going oh, on. Oh, that's so sad. I know. And in 1996 um, is whenever Robert Bigelow moved in with his team. And now, um, Terry, how, how they had met is Terry had actually, um, he, he finally decided to come forward to the newspaper in which obviously he was ridiculed for it, um, saying he's crazy, he saw things, you know, um, but it caught the attention of this billionaire, Robert Bigelow, um, and which he actually had organized this team called NIDS, N-I-D-S. The National Institute for Discovery Science, in which um, he had organized this team specifically uh, for this exact occasion. And obviously the Shermans agreed to let Bigelow buy the property. Um, And 
honestly, Terry was just he, he was feeling very upset that he was just like kind of ran off of his own land. It was it was it was like a a, a punch to the gut kind of for his dignity. Um, and so he he asked if he could stay on the ranch and like be like kind of like a ranch manager for the Nids team. And they said yes. So this would not be the end of Skinwalker Ranch for Terry. However, the Sherman family would move off of the land. So so his wife and the kids left. Well, but they they all left. They all like lived somewhere else. But Terry would go back and oh, he, would he worked. It was like his job, basically. Kinda, like yeah. like he'd leave home, go work at the ranch, and then come back. Yeah, because um he he was very curious at what kind of answers that the Nids team might reveal oh i would be too i'd want those answers so fast forward to 1996 um so the shermans have fully vacated the premise by now and now nits has 25 members and that includes like the scientific um expertise and uh security and now bigelow personally he didn't believe in the stuff that was going on he didn't believe there was aliens he didn't believe in like the skinwalkers or anything he was just um he he thought that somebody was causing this, and he thought that maybe he could get him to stop if he would just, um, you know, get on there and start causing some attention to it. He thought it was a big old prank. It, I, yeah, yeah, uh, he did. He did. <laughs> I, it's just a prank, bro. And so by, um, I think, September, Nids had, like, finally set up, like, they, they had completely set up shop. They were all good to go. And, um... Upon arrival, now the Nids team like made duly sure just to make like to kind of verify the accounts of the family. So they did things like they they test the water supply, they they checked the plants for his, for hallucinogenic spores, and also it was the property was checked for like electromagnetic waves and such. Um, and so the Nids team they they established three observation towers, which was enclosed by a fence. And they would have dogs in these fences, um, kind of like as like biosensors, just to like kind of like alert them of any activity. So then they could go in these towers, and they could view it. Um, okay, so fast forward to 1997. So a year has already passed. Um, and in March, uh, Terry and Gwen they were tagging cattle on the ranch, and the dog that, that was with them it just started growling in the direction of the house, and they saw a cow. Um, it was in distress, and so they went over to investigate it, and they found a fresh corpse of a calf that they had tagged no less than 45 minutes ago. The, and the only parts of the calf that were left were the head, the legs, the spinal column, and half of the rib cage. And one of the calf's ears was sliced off, not, not ripped off, not chewed off, sliced off. Almost as if some sort of like scaffold was used. Um, the ear was missing. Um, coincidentally, the ear that Terry had attached the tag onto was missing. And so somehow, in broad daylight, within full view of Terry and his wife, something had killed the calf, extracted all of the the 60 pounds worth of meat and internal organs on it like what what could have done like, okay aliens maybe <laughs> but like could, could be just because of like how how carefully everything was removed but like 
But how? How in the like the, the broad daylight? This was broad daylight, and ha- and it happened so quick, and they were in there in that field. But you're talking a 45 minute time span, right? You said you said that was okay. He yeah, that calf yeah, but 45 they were there. minutes ago. Okay, right. But you're not paying attention to a calf you just tagged. You tagged them, they're done, they're doing whatever, don't care. You're looking at the cows that aren't tagged. But this is an open field. Does it matter? I think so. <laughs> I mean, okay, but, like, look, okay. So if your calf is on, that you just tagged, the, the, say, the one that died or whatever, is on the right of you, but you're going left. You're working right to left, right? So you've already done the whole right side of the field, so you're on the left side of the field now. You're not going to worry about what's going on the right side of the field until you hear something because you're not looking. You're looking at the left side of the field. You're looking at the calves that haven't been tagged. You're trying to track them, see which ones need to be tagged, looking. You're not worried about the right side of the field because you've already worked over there. So why would they have reason to have looked over there within the 45-minute time spans until they heard a cow in distress? I mean, I guess you're right. I think it's just the, the whole thing for me is just that how like carefully it was b- done in before, 45 minutes, I don't know, because not even my surgery on my arm took 45 minutes. That took hours, and it was very precision-based. So, exactly. I mean, how that was done in 45 minutes, I couldn't tell you. Aliens. That's my that's my answer. But, I mean, them not noticing it when then that 45-minute time span is not really all that crazy of a deal. I mean, like... Continue. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's it's not that crazy. It's just um, w- I think the craziest part about it is the fact that it was done so precisely. Exactly. Also, the fact that there wasn't any blood on the carcass, just like oh no one blood. Previously. Yeah, j- j- just like the what ones they do, previously. Like vacuum out all the blood and then see. Cut it I don't out? know, but um, they asked if they noticed anything. Uh, whenever the NIDS team went out there to like to meet them, um, they they asked if they noticed anything, and they said that they smelt some sort of like stench in the air before they found the body, which you could say it's it's a corpse, but like forty five minutes, it's not rotting or anything. No, because it would have taken whoever did that the entire 45 minutes to have done that exactly and unless they just like had like some kind of like slurping machine and so they they started like looking for tracks and after walking by the observation tower the one that the dogs are in uh they noticed that all the dogs were huddled in their kennel and then terry had said how he actually noticed how the dogs hadn't come out all day and and they went and they wouldn't come out for the next couple of days and at around midnight on the 12th of March, the dogs had begun barking at something on the ranch. And so Terry and the NIDS team went to investigate. And they were driving through the ranch when they spotted a pair of yellow eyes in the trees. And so they stopped the truck. And Terry got out his rifle, and they they were, like, looking at it, and th- th- it was looking right back at him. And Terry shot it, 
and they could hear something like just like thump and like fall into the like fall to the ground. Um, but whenever they went over to it, um, there was nothing there, and they couldn't find anything. Yeah, and then really like just stuff like that would just continue to happen um, until until um, the NIDS team would just decided to just wrap up because they now um, what they found um, wasn't I don't want to say it was less of a degree than what the Shermans experienced but um, I think that whatever was there knew that they were trying to be recorded and they did not like that and so they evaded the NIDS team very well and so they eventually whenever Robert Bigelow would sell the property in 2016 um, well it was just due to a lack of evidence they because now they did experience stuff but they just they could not get it on camera they couldn't get it on camera and so they kind of just gave up and so um, Robert Bigelow just decided to sell it. The dude that owns it now, he, he started this whole, like, Skinwalker Ranch show. Um, th they, they have not experienced anything even close to, like, what, what they experienced um, all throughout this story. But, and I, I'm not even sure if he even really cares about the, um, the whole Skinwalker stuff. Yeah, he, his, his name is, is Brandon... Um, Fugal, I think. Um, he's he's a real estate like tycoon owner. So like, what the heck does does he know about <laughs> this stuff? No, he's probably just like, wow, this would make a good show. Just people would watch it. Yeah, kind of thing. I, I I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, as of right now, I don't think anything too major is going on at Skinwalker Ranch. But in the 1930s, all the way up until 1990. Even before that, like the, even like the Native Americans would like say that they would like see stuff like that. That's weird. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have nightmares. But anyway, that's all I got on Skinwalker Ranch. Dang. So, what are your like end thoughts? Like, like your 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 final thoughts on it? Aliens. Everything aliens? boils down to aliens. I mean, like, listen, like, you hear, like, somebody call it a paranormal story. Mm -hmm. And then you hear the details of it, and you're like, no way a ghost could do that. There's no way a spirit could do that. It had to have been an actual physical being. I agree. Because, I mean, like, you know, you, you call, like, Skinwalker Ranch having, like, paranormal activity. I think the most paranormal it got was, like, floating orbs, which I guess you could call those ghost orbs, but... They or alien surveillance drones. Or alien <laughs> surveillance drones. But or, or scopes would... Uh, ghost... Or scopes. <laughs> or scopes. Ghost orbs wouldn't... Um, I don't know, like, be colorful. They they wouldn't have color to them. It right. would just be like a little... And they also melted dogs, too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, add that in right at the end there, <laughs> would you? They melted a dog. Three. Three dogs. They oh, yeah, that's right. Dogs. That's right. That's right. I kind of forgot that you said that. I told you Dory memories. Yeah, I can see that now. Yeah. Anyway, so what what have you got for us next episode? 
Because oh. you're you're hosting it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Episode. Next episode's my my host. I will be talking about the Roswell, New Mexico incident. More aliens. More aliens. All right. Yes. Well, hopefully, hopefully you, you leave some room for me to talk about some Kentucky Goblin. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I think that's all the time that we have for this episode. I think we're just gonna wrap it up here. All right. Thank you for watching the Into Deep podcast. We'll be back next time with a podcast about the Roswell incident. Stay tuned. Dun, dun, dun. Bruh. Thank you for diving in too deep. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode. And remember, be aware, be vigilant, and whatever you do, Don't Don't go into the woods alone. alone.